Welcome to the Artist Academy podcast, the audio version of our Facebook Live series, Art Talk Tuesday. I'm your host, Andrea Earhart, and I am so excited that you're here to catch the weekly replay of my laid-back yet very inspiring conversations with other full-time professional artists. The purpose of this series is to show aspiring artists like you that it is completely possible to make a great career out of this art thing. And if you ever want to join us live and have your questions answered in real time by myself or featured guests, then just hop over to facebook.com slash groups slash Artist Academy every Tuesday at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time. I'll see you there. This episode is sponsored by the Artist Academy Advanced Membership, a program for artists who want to up-level their art game by taking it from a hobby or a side hustle to a full-time art business. I've been a professional artist for over five years with paintings in several different countries and a client list that includes high-profile companies such as Bass Pro, O'Reilly's, Duck Commander, and many, many more. So I figured out what it takes to build an art business, and now my heart is set on teaching aspiring artists like you to do the same. Go to advancedmember.com, that's advancedmember.com to learn more. This week's episode features Shauna Russell, but you might know her as Weekday Best on social media. Shauna paints these beautiful rainbow style pet portraits. Her colors are so bright and fun, so you can imagine why she caught my eye on Instagram a little over a year ago. Shauna's story is an inspiring one, with one reason being that she started her art career with two very young kids at home. <laughs> Not the ideal situation, but she did it, and I think she's a shining example of what happens when you're consistent and intentionally play to your strengths. Shauna also mentions how she would rather just hide in her studio and paint all day, like all of us would. I would, but she fights against that urge and puts herself out there anyway. And it's working. So let me know what you think about this week's episode with Shauna Russell. Thank you so much for coming on here and taking some time out of your night to come talk to us. I'm so excited to have you on here. I'm really appreciative that you invited me. Yeah, so, so I've I've been following you for a little over a year, and I'm just like, and every time you post something, I'm just in awe. I'm like, oh my gosh, so they just because it's kind of hard to do uh, the the rainbow type thing, but make it look really good, and you do such an amazing job at that. Um, I appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> uh, could you start out by just kind of giving us a little bit of background into how you got started in art, and then maybe go into our first question, which is what what's the tipping point that took you from hobby to professional artist? Sure. So basically, I started kind of as a hobby, like you said. Um, I had two little babies at home. I had a, uh, you know, one year old and a three year old. So not really the ideal circumstances. But I, uh, I, I actually had a friend who was an illustrator. And she basically told I asked her, you know, what's your secret? You're you're doing these like illustrations of families. And she said, Oh, actually, Instagram. (laughs) So I just decided to you know, start an Instagram account and uh, keep myself accountable that way. And I went kind of, I jumped from platform to platform. I started with Fiverr and I charged five bucks for like a little painting of these like custom dog or a person. 
Yeah. And I basically, with that little bit that I, I didn't want it to be a burden on our family. So with that little bit of money that I got, I would put buy better supplies and, you know, eventually just little by little, I was able to continually build up to the point where I actually had a following. I had a fan base, you know, it was, um, a slow and steady process. I wish that I could say, oh, you know, something just happened like that. And it was like magic, but it's never like that. Right. You're right. So we're all um, waiting to go viral. (laughs) Exactly. So (laughs) any, you know, and what was the question that you had was what was the tipping point from, you know, Mm -hmm. hobby to professional? Um, I, I wouldn't say there, that's a really good question, but I wouldn't say there was one tipping point. There were just Mm -hmm. lots of kind of marks where, you know, I, I, I thought to myself, oh, this is taking off, you know, a little bit more and this is boosting my business even more. So I think one of many was, um, licensing my work. Uh, I started licensing my work through iCanvas and they basically are, uh, you know, uh, they have uh, retailers like Wayfair and Home Depot. So like my stuff started going on their websites as canvas, you know, artwork for your home. So that was a, like a, a kind of like passive revenue source that came um, for me. And at the same time, you know, you've seen me on Instagram. I do, the, I do commissioned pet portraits too. So I had that going at the same time as well. So I so canvas. Okay. Is that still working yeah. for you? <laughs> it's, it's actually worked out super well. Um, I have a collection on there and I continually add to it and, you know, they have uh, promotional events. Like you'll see myself maybe on zoo Lily at some point in time and, and then it'll come off there for a while. So they, you know, they're, they're doing all the legwork for me. And I'm able to just maintain my portfolio and, you know, make a commission off of it, basically. So it's a really, really cool avenue, you know, that has supported me and has allowed me to kind of, you know, build up my personal collection, too, because, uh, you know, I I specifically work in dogs. But at the same time, like I paint all types of animals. And um, I have been able to continually add to that collection because I work with them now and there's a good reason to do that, you know, so. Yeah, that's brilliant. Okay, I've never even heard of that. So I'm definitely gonna probably make an account tonight after you said that. Yeah, actually, so iCanvas is kind of like art.com. So they have like specific artists where they license with. And so it's, yeah, yeah. So they like uh, are, are an art, you know, retailer so yeah yeah okay very cool yeah. um so what makes up your typical work day how many hours do you usually spend painting per day well um i try and only paint maybe three to four days per week there is a lot outside of painting that i actually do including um you know the social media the administration and stuff the um the uh, web work, just accounting, just all that like little minutia that you, you don't think you would have to deal with as an artist, yeah. but, but in fact you do. Um, so basically I start my day at six in the morning. I go right into painting before my kids wake up. They're a little bit older now. They go to school. 
I, I paint before they wake up so that I can actually have a good start to the day and feel like I have accomplished something um, while I have that quiet time in the morning before they're awake. Okay. Um, then I am able to get them on the bus and off to school. And the only reason I'm mentioning that is it's, it's been a huge part of my art career is to be um, in their lives to the maximum extent. So my studio is at home and, you know, I'm able to take off whenever I need to take off. I'm able to uh, take care of them when they're sick. And that's always kind of how I've built my business around is having that flexibility so that I can still, you know, I started when they were babies, just kind of sitting at the coffee table when they were done for the day, they were out for the night and like having that precious like time, you know, to myself. Yeah. And now it's kind of come full circle and now it's, it's just blossomed into such a bigger uh, thing than I could have imagined, honestly. That's amazing. I, I love I love to hear that you 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 balance it too, because like I don't have kids yet, but that's always on my mind too. I'm like, oh man, how do they balance it? But that's oh gosh, yeah. <laughs> well, I think for anybody, I, and you'd probably agree, you can just like overcommit yourself and burn out, whether no matter what is it or who is in your life. So yeah, I would I would say that it's been a process of trying to find that balance, and I think that is the case for anybody. Yeah, for sure. So um, you, you mentioned you get up in the morning before they're up? Or? Yes, and I actually start painting at that point in the day so that when I get them on the bus, I can, um, I work out and then I get back to painting. Uh, and I have administrative days and I have shipping days. So um, I kind of, you know, my schedule varies quite a bit depending on what project I have coming up or, you know, what class or show or whatever. So I don't have a fixed schedule and I'm pretty actually bad about organizing myself. So <laughs> I have an assistant that keeps me really on task. She schedules like my commissions. She, you know, reminds me, emails me, Hey, this person is coming up on your schedule. You know, do you need to me to adjust the schedule or whatever? So yeah, she helps me in the, in the areas that I'm weak. So that's so cool because you're you're using your strengths. Um, I mean, to your strengths, like that's so cool. And your your weaknesses, like that. I know so many artists who could yeah. really benefit from having an assistant. Like, but yeah, when your assistant emailed me, I was like, oh, this is professional. Okay, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> like that looks that sounds amazing to have an assistant to do all that stuff. So that way, you can really focus on painting and family and all the things that you're really great at. And yeah, playing playing to your strengths and not your weaknesses. I love that. Right. Yeah. And I did have to learn that kind of the hard way because, you know, originally I would just, I would keep track of it all in my head. Like, Oh, you know, I, I have this handful of orders, but eventually it got to the point where I had to start keeping a calendar and like lists mm -hmm. of people who are waiting or, you know, had placed an order. Um, it was too much, too much to keep track of in my head. And I did learn that the hard way because I made mistakes and I, you know, missed deadlines or, or made shipping errors or whatever, because I was trying to keep too much, um, just, and that's the way I function in life. So yeah, I had, I had to like put systems in place to organize myself. And like you said, um, play off my strengths so that I could actually, you know, do more art and, you know, be organized without feeling exhausted. So. Yes. 
Definitely. How many? So let's just, let's talk about this assistant thing for a second. How did you find sure. her, and how many hours does she work for you a week? So I got to be honest. She is my friend. Okay. And yeah, so we have a really good arrangement where she works from home and um, you know helps me with events and things like that. But she's super helpful. She probably works like depending you know on what I have going on, maybe fifteen hours a week. Um, this past week she helped me with a show. So it was a little more and she also helps during the week with email correspondence because anybody that knows me knows that I'm just super bad at responding to people (laughs) and staying on top of things. I, you know, even your invitation to come on here, I I know I was way more delayed than I should have been, but it's okay. We're here and, and it worked in your own time and this is great. Exactly. Hey, I made it on time. That's something, right? <laughs> yes, exactly. Awesome. Okay. Um, can you talk us through your painting process? Uh, are there any methods or techniques that you've picked up through your years of experience? Because I personally have tried um, rainbow animals and I've done a couple and it, it can get messy quick. And yes, if you don't, so I'm curious of what you do. So it can get out of control, obviously, really quickly, but Basically, once I have the sketch in it, if you look behind me, if you can see behind me, I use yeah. this like uh, clay board. It's actually by Ampersand. Oh. It's um, cradled wood board and it has a layer of clay on the top and it acts like watercolor paper in a similar way. Oh. And so, yeah, I do like a very light, loose base layer. It actually looks like maybe a toddler, you know, painted this because it's just so like I just I need to get the colors kind of mapped out and the way that I do that is just put a really loose layer on the bottom um you know and then at that point I build on the colors which is a technique you know with watercolor it's transparent so you can actually start with really light layers and build on top of them and it and it charges the color what is what it's called um so I make a lot of mistakes while I'm painting, but honestly, I incorporate it into the painting because that's what I hated about watercolor before I started it was, it just seemed, uh, if it's on the paper, it's just there forever. You can't take it off, but there's ways of, you know, kind of like getting around it. So uh, typically with watercolor paper, you use the white of the paper as white, right? So you can't build white on top of the colors. Um, so with the clay board, I actually, one of my very favorite tools is an X-Acto knife and I scratch out a lot of details into the clay, you know, with something kind of like a little bit more non-traditional, but I saw some other artists do it and I just tried experimenting with it and it worked out really, really well for me. So that's my main, um, uh, like medium and method for my paintings now is clay board and watercolor. Wow, that's so amazing. That's so unique too. And I would have never ever guessed that when I saw your stuff. Because I mean, every artist just thinks like it's on canvas and it's just, but that's right. so cool. I'm so glad you shared that. Um, yeah. And I, you know, people ask for recommendations as far as like, you know, what supplies do I use? What, what, watercolors do I use? I don't really like to give a lot of recommendations because I use a lot of stuff from different brands that I like. I do pretty consistently use the ampersand clay board, but I I really just encourage people to um, experiment and 
I really strongly feel like I can't give them the answer or the path to their artwork. I can give some like some recommendations, but I feel like the best way to figure out what you're good at is to try different mediums, try different um, surfaces. I use watercolor paper. I used to use it more, but not as much anymore. Um, I've played with Yupo paper, which I don't know if you know what that is, but it's like a, a plastic sheen paper that you can use watercolor or inks on, but it basically, you know, it, it, re it just acts very, very different than traditional watercolor paper. So, you know, I've played with that before and just, just experimenting. Um, I think that is the best way to like do something cool, you know? Yeah, de definitely. Yeah. Like whenever people are asking like, how, how do I find my niche? It's the same kind of thing. Like you just kind of experiment until you find yes. out what you like. Is that how it would happen for you? Yeah, exactly. Um, honestly, this like really colorful style, I just pretty short into my Instagram life with my, you know, with my art, I posted a picture of, um, oh, I, I just tried these really bright, rainbowy, splashy, I just wanted to do something really quick. And, and the, the response to it was just so insane. Like everyone loved it. They were commenting like, this is the best stuff you've ever done. So to me, that was a big aha moment where I thought to myself, there's something to this. Like, I, I'm going to push this style. I'm going to keep trying more. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to refine it and get better at it. So obviously that's what I did over time. And, um, but, you know, when, it, when people ask me what the secret to my success was on, you know, I would say is just responding to people on, you, you, people that are following you, people that are interested in your art and people that are responding to you on social media. Social media is such a huge, huge advantage. Like I have no formal training in uh, arts. I just started keeping myself accountable on social media and it led to an art career, which is insane if you think about it like this couldn't have happened 15 years ago or so but it's just like this is a, a really unique time I think in you know in the online world that you can actually do that and make a career out of it yeah I definitely definitely great yeah, well I mean that's the reason we're here you know interviewing. exactly <laughs> yeah social media if a few people hate on it so much but I'm like it's free advertising like <laughs> it is and I, and people that aren't using it to me I tell them all the time like I you're leaving money on the table like yeah. these are people that are interested in what you're doing talk to them interact with them and you know they could be your biggest fans so it's just a very unique uh method that basically was able to propel my career you know yeah, and it doesn't sure. have to be Instagram. It can be Facebook. It can be whatever you feel comfortable with, but use something to talk to people because just shutting yourself in your studio and, you know, working and emerging every once in a while and hoping people like it just, it doesn't work. <laughs> Yeah, but it's what we would all love to do. I would love to do that yeah, too. Exactly. <laughs> but yeah, I well, think that's we're just all a artists, good, so yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think that's just a great reminder. So I'm glad you shared that too, because I think everybody thinks like that, and it's just a good reminder just to get out there, even though it is kind of uncomfortable for like at first too. It's like promoting self promotion is kind of strange. Um, yes. But then, like you said, just getting in the habit and keeping yourself accountable, it just it gets easier, and then it's like a job. Exactly. It does. 
And I'm, if anyone that knows me personally knows that I'm just a super introverted person, like I just like to keep to myself. I, I like to work out of my house. You know, I have my friend, my core group of friends, but I don't want to go out there and just, Hey world, like, this is what I do. Like, love me. It's, it's just not me. So it's hard. It's hard as, you know, as somebody who doesn't feel comfortable doing that to like, to get to that point where you feel like, you know, you can share your work, but also not feel like you're being inauthentic. Yeah, definitely. I would have not guessed that from looking at your um, Instagram profile that you are super introverted either, Um, which is the magic of getting to interview you. I'm like, that's so cool. As as am I, and as a lot of viewers. (laughs) It is true. Yeah. And, you know, I just, I've learned over time what, where my comfort zones are and, you know, uh, sometimes I kind of disappear from social media for a week or two. And in general, overall, I feel accountable to my account and my fans and, and the people that follow along. So I I do try and post consistently, but sometimes you just get burned out and you just Mm -hmm. have to step away for a minute. And that's people understand. Yeah, definitely. And it's some people too, like you're gone and they don't really notice, but when you're back, they're like, oh, yeah, okay, she's back. Like, it's not as a big of a deal as we think it is. You know? Exactly, right. Yeah. I um, really do stress, I really do stress to people, though, um, if you're starting social media and you're trying to be accountable, don't disappear for really long periods of time and then expect the same kind of results when you get back because people that are coming to your account see that you haven't posted or whatever for a really long time. It's like walking into a store with no one behind the counter. Yeah. You know, you just, you leave because it just seems empty in there. So I really do stress that people stay accountable to their social media in a balanced way. Yeah, definitely. Um, is there anything you don't like to paint without? Um, I showed you my X-Acto knife. Okay, that is okay. super important to me when I, when I paint on um, paper, also important to me is my white gel pen because I use that as like a, a tool for adding white on watercolor paper. Yeah. Um, I've used the same j- mason jar since I started painting. Uh, I don't know why. I, I think I have a weird attachment to it. I've never really, you know, understood why. I just use the same mason jar. It's like stained, but I just, that's what I have to, I have to use. So yeah, those are my must haves. I also love um, Windsor and Newton series seven watercolor brushes, super expensive, but at the volume that I paint, uh, super worth it for me. Oh, awesome. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I have not found like a a brush set that I am absolutely in love with though. So I, uh, I might have to look into the Windsor. (laughs) Yeah. When, when you find your like real, your brush and you notice a difference, it's, it's a valuable asset, I think. Yeah, definitely. And I, I use you mentioned that jar, and I was like, oh boy, I bet that thing looks so pretty. <laughs> yeah, it does. <laughs> it does sometimes. It's oh, pretty yeah. stained. And, yeah. Yeah. As clean as and ready be. for clean and ready for a new uh, batch of paint to go in it. Yes. <laughs> um, are there any art lessons you've learned the hard way? Um, yeah, I, I talked before about, you know, burning out and uh, overscheduling myself. Um, so I would say one of the biggest things is saying yes to everything. You don't have to. Even when you're just getting started, I've heard people say, oh, you, ha- you can't say no to any, don't say no to anything. But 
I really don't believe that. Um, you need to do what's right for you and, you know, for your family or your situation or whatever. Uh, don't say yes to everything because in a lot of situations, it's worked out really poorly for me. So I've said yes to maybe like licensing something to a small time person who has a t-shirt shop in this country. And then, you know, I don't hear from them ever again, or mm -hmm. I don't get paid or whatever. So I don't believe in saying yes to everything. Um, I believe in filtering through and see, and thinking about what it's going to, what it's actually going to mean for you. So that you might notice means for me ha having to turn away business, having to say, no, I can't, schedule you for a commission because I'm really booked up for the next couple months and I can't overschedule myself or fit you in because I, I just can't do it without kind of losing my mind. Yeah. <laughs> I know and exactly what you mean. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's a hard balance to find and it's taken seven years for me, but eventually I learned it. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. I know exactly what you mean. With being booked out three months or so in advance, it just like makes my head like I don't know. Cause Same. Yeah. Think like I, I have a I have a I have a limit in my head where I'm, if it goes past that, I'm like, no, I like I have to stop. I have to stop. So, and then the other thing I would say that was a hard lesson to learn is that um, your stuff can get stolen and. Oh. It's really terrible feeling. It's gutting at first. Um, my stuff, for instance, is manufactured in other countries on cheap kind of like stuff and sold all over Amazon by tons of different sellers. And it's and it's really, really gutting at first, but um, it really hasn't affected my business personally, even though it is not right. Mm -hmm. uh, people take my signature off of stuff. They, you know, I can't, I can't really control what other people do. So yeah, that's a, a hard lesson to learn. But at the same time, if you're popular or, you know, or, or good, I think that people just are gonna, gonna gravitate to doing that. And it's not cool, but I just have learned to kind of handle it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And I think you just almost, like the first time it's like, Oh, what the heck? And then the second time you're like, no. And then after a while it's like, okay, it happened again, whatever. <laughs> exactly. So <laughs> I have a way of handling it now. Like I, I request stuff to be taken down, obviously. Like I don't, I'm not just gonna yeah. sit idly by, but it really is an uphill battle to try and try and find every, you know, piece of manufactured um, or stolen manufactured good with my stuff on it. So Gosh, that's crazy. And you could almost think of it as like a maybe brand awareness thing. Yeah. You're like, okay. <laughs> like a, a ton of a ton of my followers actually like send stuff my way, which I, I super appreciate because they um, are looking out for me. And I, you know, that's, that's really great that they, hey, I saw this, is, this looks like you, is this you or is this your stuff? I saw this, you know, being, and sometimes it is legitimately my stuff through I canvas or whatever, but sometimes it's just stolen and I ask them to take it down. Yeah. They usually take it down. Um, yeah, I would say the most, most of the time they have. Yeah. Nice. Sometimes there's not, not, not a response, but if I find it on Instagram or something, they're selling it on t-shirts. I can always file a complaint with Instagram and Instagram usually acts ah. quickly. Good. Ah, there's hope. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, do you have a favorite past project, like a favorite painting? Yeah, um, 
probably the only painting aside from what's in my studio in my house is a painting of my daughter. And I painted her when she was three years old. And it's the only, you know, artwork that I can look at on a daily basis and, and really love because it's her. Yeah. Um, but when I, I find that when my other artwork is in the house, I stare at it and I'm like, I wish I did that better. I wish I did that small thing. Like it's unconscious. It's always running in the background. Like, Oh, that's messed up. I should have done this or I should have done that. So I find that I can't hang artwork throughout my house or I just, it bugs me. Yeah. Um, but, but that particular one not only is personal to me, obviously, but I did it in a, in a style that I liked better for my home. Um, and I think that sometimes you have to do that as an artist. You have to do something that's creative for yourself as, you know, you're producing for other people all the time. I'm producing, you know, things for that people love and I'm happy about that, but it, it's not all personal to me. And this, you know, my painting is, and uh, I have to remember to do that every once in a while to keep kind of my creativity well filled up because you can burn out. I, I don't know if you have yourself, but. I am actually getting over a burnout phase. Like I think yeah. this year, especially I went through, this is now my second time just burning out this year, just from going too hard yeah. and I'm just coming out of it kind of a thing. So yeah, you say that right. and I'm like, yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sometimes you, I just feel like sometimes you just need a personal project that you just want to do for no reason and no consequence and it, and it feels good and it's therapeutic. So uh, that was the painting for me. So that was, that's my favorite. That's great advice. Yeah. Cause sometimes we just forget, you know, like it, we're in it to make money, but uh, like our passion is also our job, which is amazing, but like it becomes a job too much sometimes. And I think, yes, it's true. Um, yeah. A lot of artists too, starting out, I think they want to do it for the passion and they kind of start out uh, doing it for other people and then they just never stop. And then it just, yeah. Just right. And, and what do they, they say? Like, if you do something you love enough, you'll hate it. <laughs> I don't love, I, I, I don't hate painting. Don't get me wrong. No. Like I love, love my job, but it's not just a hundred percent. Oh, I, this is all I want to do all day long. It is a job at the end of the day and it's a really cool job and I'm super <laughs> grateful for it, but you know, it's just, you got to just sometimes be creative for yourself. Yeah. And definitely sometimes like I'll do big murals and I'll do like landscape murals and I'm like guys sometimes I don't want to paint rocks yeah right awesome okay um what are your future art plans and goals uh do you have any upcoming paintings or projects or anything you're working on right now that you're excited about um so I actually just received my author's copy of my book <gasps> So, oh my gosh. <laughs> super, super exciting. It's got my name on it, which is unbelievable. And it's, you know, um, I have it in hands and it's going to be in everyone else's hands December 3rd. Wow. So another, we talked about turning points before. I would say that was another like, whoa, you know, this is what do they even, do they, are they sure? Like they want me to do this. So I think we always have imposter syndrome, but yeah. Um, <laughs> December 3rd is when the book is released to the public. You know, it's available for pre-order on Amazon now. It's called Colorways, Watercolor Animals. Animals. Um, and other than that, uh, I'm actually doing 
a watercolor summit online in June of 2020. It's an art summit, basically. It's oh. called Watercolor Summit 2.0. So I'm teaching some classes in person, and then I'm going to be doing that um, next summer. Yeah. So fun. Yeah. I, I'm so into the online teaching thing lately. It's so amazing what the internet can do, you know. I know. I'm just dipping my toe into it. You know, people have been asking a really long time because I yeah. think they're drawn to like the style that I do is like, oh, I want to try that. Um, but I've kind of, you know, struggled because I don't know that I'm a great teacher. So I, I feel nervous sometimes like explaining what I do because, you know, you can just do what you do and you just, you do it. You don't know how you just yep. do it. And that's how I feel sometimes. I'm like, well, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if I know how to explain it, but actually doing the watercolor book really made me push through that and step-by-step step, uh, explain my process. And kind of that really got me out of my comfort zone because I just had to break it down little by little and explain it in the way, in a way that people understood. So, yeah, I know exactly how you feel. Um, yeah. Did a publisher um, pitch that to you or how, how did, how did the book come about? Yeah, actually they approached me. Um, I think because I have like, a social media following. Yeah. Um, they said, Hey, do you want, and there's so, so much stuff sometimes that comes through my inbox. that's kind of spammy that I disregard some of it. Mm -hmm. And to be honest, they were like reaching out to me like, Hey, are you interested in this? And I'm like, this cannot be real. Like this, <laughs> this just can't be real. And they finally said, Hey, we, we, we're going to need to go with another artist unless you're still interested or unless you're interested. And I'm like, Oh, I, I am interested. Yes. So um, it's through Walter, Fo Walter Foster. I don't know if you remember the old drawing books as a kid, like they produce so much art, uh, books over the years. And now it's through the Cordo group. So, um, they reached out to me and they said, look, here's when we want it by, we have this outline for you. And, you know, because I'm, I'm not, this is my first book. They really yeah. helped me walk, walk through it step-by-step. So it was a really, really cool experience, but you know, like any new experience, lots of stress and yeah. deadlines and yeah. That's awesome. I hear that about, but I'm actually creating one as well, but not through a, a publisher, just kind of on my own, but like, yeah. uh, how long, how long did it take to make you, to make the book? Um, I think from start to finish, it was about six or seven months. Uh, oh, but again, okay. like I said, they, really had it outlined for me. And basically, I just had to take care, explain certain processes, take care of the the photographing of my projects along the way and the explanation. So I they, you know, the editors were great, they put together the whole thing, the whole layout. So I didn't have to do any of that. Um, they, they really kind of, you know, they must be used to working with artists because they held my hand through the whole thing. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. Um, so I'm just, I'm curious about this book process, mainly because I have my own side project of that. But so working with a publisher, do they, um, do you maintain like a certain percentage of sales or did they pay you up front? You don't have to say like dollars or anything. I'm just curious about the licensing part of that. Yeah, it's typical for books to just get a percentage of okay. um, basically book sales. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> That's so, so exciting. So another, like, I'm always pursuing that kind of long game yeah. where uh, what I'm doing, you know, hour to hour isn't, isn't affecting, let me rephrase that. Um, mm -hmm. 
I, I, I'd like streams of income that don't re- rely entirely on my hour to hour time. Yeah. So that's what that is. That's what I canvas is. And it just helps kind of, uh, support the whole process and be able to make a living out of it, you know? Yeah, definitely. I had, I saw a quote at some, somewhere, maybe it was a meme or something that was like, uh, the, the, the difference between like an, uh, an entrepreneur and someone who works a day job is being able to envision the long game or something like right. that. I was like, that's so true. And that's exactly what yes. you just said. So I love yeah. it. <laughs> and I, I tell people all the time that I'm like part artist, part entrepreneur, because yeah. You really have to be both. I, I hate to say that, but like you have to have kind of that drive to promote yourself and to make contacts and, and, you know, I, you, you don't have to go out there and, and try and sell yourself all the time, but just like have um, that online presence has been huge for me. Uh, I've been able to talk to people that I just, you know, never thought that I'd be able to talk to, but that's how it is on social media now. So yeah. I've gotten a lot of help along the way. Yeah, amazing. I love that you said all of that, because that's I'm constantly preaching in my Arts Academy group. I'm like, do this, do that. And you, you saying all that. I'm like, yes, yes, <laughs> not just coming from me. Like you come from an expert. Okay. Um, so yeah, that's it. That's all. I ha- oh, wait, hold on. Um, one last question. <laughs> um, sure. Is there any advice you would give to artists who want to make art their full time career, but just don't know where to start? Yes, um, I would say first of all, forget what you think an artist is like, oh, this, this person has this much time, or this person has this much education, or this person has this much circumstances. Like, just just put that aside and forget about it. Because in this like time that we're living in, I think that it's it's attainable for anybody, whether you have a family or you're single, or you're just trying to make it on your own. Um, And then I would say, aside from that, start small and build on what works, abandon what doesn't and leave your ego to the side because sometimes, you know, people are responsive to a certain thing and, and you kind of have to, you, you, you want to work with that because those people are eventually hopefully going to be your fans. So of course there's no tipping point where it's just, oh, you, you know, I I've made it now because it's just constant small steps and hard work and more connections and reaching out to people when, you know, um, actually I was just going to mention insider art. That was another tipping point. They reached out to me, they did a piece on me and the response to that, I like couldn't even handle the amount of emails that came into my inbox after that. Um, so that was like a gauntlet of interest which was super flattering. Uh, But beyond that, like um, I started, just started reaching out to local news stations and I'm like, Hey, I just wanted to let you know, I was featured on this like major website. Um, You know, would you be interested in talking? And they did, they came to my house and like interviewed me about it. And all I did was just say, Hey, have you guys heard that I did this thing? And, you know, sometimes all, all it is, is asking, just asking. And just ask the question like, hey, can you help me with this? Or, hey, have you heard about this? Or can you answer this question for me? And just maintaining those uh, those questions, that dialogue. Yeah, definitely. And a lot of times, news stations, they're looking for stuff, you know. 
to exactly. like interesting people with for interesting stories. And so you're providing, you're, you're doing them a favor, you know? Yeah. And it's a ripple effect, you know? So when I did shows after that, like people were coming through, like, didn't I see you on the news? And I'm like, yeah, that was, that was me. So it, you know, it, it it's like a ripple effect, but you gotta, you just gotta keep putting yourself out there. Yeah, definitely. I love it. Okay. Um, well, I won't take up any more of your time, but I really appreciate you coming on here and talking with, with us again. Uh, I'm so excited to get to meet you first off. <laughs> Thank um, you. Oh, you're so sweet. Thank you for having me. Yeah, no problem. All right. Um, so uh, you're at Weekday Best. Um, basically, is it uh, weekdaybest.com too? Weekdaybest.com or shaunarussell.com, whichever. Okay it directs you to the same website which is you know my website okay sounds good yeah you guys can find it there um this will be made into a podcast episode and it'll be aired next tuesday and i'll send you the link and everything if you'd like to share it and that's it all right i'm gonna get off here and go to bed probably (laughs) i'll talk to you later (laughs) thank you so much Bye. bye this episode is sponsored by the artist academy advanced membership a program for artists who want to up-level their art game by taking it from a hobby or a side hustle to a full-time art business. I've been a professional artist for over five years with paintings in several different countries and a client list that includes high-profile companies such as Fast Pro, O'Reilly's, Duck Commander, and many, many more. So I figured out what it takes to build an art business, and now my heart is set on teaching aspiring artists like you to do the same. Go to advancedmember.com, that's advancedmember.com to learn more. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and leave a review. Also, if you ever want to join us live and have your questions answered in real time by myself or featured guests, then just hop on over to facebook.com slash groups slash artist academy every Tuesday at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time. And I'll see you next week.